means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 5th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Coming up on Friday's show... Officials say South African athlete Oscar Pistorius has been released from prison on parole after serving nearly nine years in prison for killing his girlfriend and is now at home. That's Charles de la Desma of the Associated Press. Also on the program, the countdown continues to the 34th Africa Cup of Nations football tournament in Ivory Coast. We're now eight days away from the opening match in Abidjan. And we tip off with a titanic showdown in Texas Thursday night between two of the most talented big men in basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks and Victor Wembanyama of the San Antonio Spurs. In their first encounter, the two stars exceeded the hype. Giannis tallied 44 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists. And the Bucks overcame a wonderful performance by Wemby on his 20th birthday. Wemby had 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 blocked shots. Final score from San Antonio. Bucks 125, Spurs 121. Now there were spectacular plays by both Wemby and Giannis. In the second quarter, Wemby electrified the crowd by throwing the ball off the backboard to himself for a two-handed dunk. Giannis and Wemby dueled in the final minutes with both hitting clutch three-pointers and making critical defensive plays. Afterwards, Giannis described Wemby as an unbelievable player. You haven't seen anything like, like that. You know, I haven't. Maybe you guys have seen. I don't think you guys have seen everything. So, so the sky is the limit. And uh, as long as you work hard and you keep on having you know, a positive attitude, energy towards the, the game, everything uh, that he dreams of is going to happen for him. For his part, Wemby says Giannis was a player he studied and admired as a boy. Somebody I grew up watching and uh, one of the greatest players in the world, so it's always uh, extra motivation. And, and uh, I know, you know, I'm a competitor, so I'm, I'm, I want to go at everyone and be, be the bad guy on the court, you know, so... It's a, it was a great matchup. A great matchup indeed. So says Milwaukee's head coach, Adrian Griffin. That was a fun game to coach, fun game to watch. Uh, you know, two of the most uh, unique, talented, uh, I guess, big menu. Uh, and I use that loosely because, they, you know, they're very uh, versatile uh, players, but uh, man, that was fun. I mean, I, I thought Wimby was great. I thought Giannis was phenomenal. Phenomenal could also be used to describe Denver Nuggets star Nikola Jokic, the NBA's two-time league most valuable player. He took three dribbles across half court and banked in a long-range three-pointer at the buzzer 
to lift the Nuggets to a 130-127 to victory over the host, Golden State Warriors. The AP's Ryan Leong reports from San Francisco, California. Nikola Jokic banked a three-pointer as time expired to give the Nuggets a 130-127 win over the Warriors. Jokic had a game-high 34 points, and his game-winning shot was from 39 feet away, completing a 25-4 run. The guys didn't uh, didn't uh, drop their heads. We were, we were really aggressive. We, we were, they scored like four points, like you said. I think that's a really, really good defense, especially against that team. Aaron Gordon added 30 points for the Nuggets, who have won eight of their last nine games. Stephen Curry had 30 points for Golden State, and Klay Thompson added 24, but the Warriors have lost four of five, and are 16 and 18 on the season. Ryan Leong, San Francisco. Thanks, Ryan. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The Voice of America is once again a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, which announced Friday it will tip off its fourth season on March 9th at the Sunbet Arena in Pretoria, South Africa. It will mark the first BAL games in South Africa. The BAL will also stage games in Cairo, Egypt, Dakar, Senegal, and Kigali, Rwanda over the course of its four-month season. African football fans are looking forward to the Africa Cup of Nations tournament, which kicks off January 13th in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. The Taifa Stars of Tanzania are rated one of the underdog teams in the competition, or, if you prefer, one of the minnows. The Tanzanians are grouped with Morocco, Zambia, and the Democratic Republic of Congo during the AFCON's opening stage. For some insights into Tanzania's Nations Cup chances, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with an online editor for the Nation Media Group in Nairobi, Kenya, David Kualimwa. Well, uh, Tanzania, having qualified uh, for the Africa Cup of Nations that will be held in uh, Ivory Coast in uh, January 2024, have been pulled against uh, Zambia, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and uh, Morocco. Of course, Morocco and Zambia being uh, former champions of this uh, tournament, which is dubbed the African World Cup. Tanzania have their hands full. Uh, to just get out of this group because they are the lowest uh, ranked team in the pool, they are the least experienced and uh, they have probably uh, the players who have least exposure from the pile. I expect Morocco and DR Congo uh, to qualify uh, from this group uh, but I expect Tanzania to put up a good show nevertheless. They are managed by Algerian coach uh, Adel Amruche who formerly managed Kenya and has quite some experience so expect them to pull up some upsets in this group, but uh, nevertheless, I do not expect uh, Tanzania's Taifa Stars uh, to uh, emerge uh, from this group into the round of uh, 16. Some football analysts think that East African teams have not been active in some African finals. What's your take on this? It is true. Uh, East African teams have not been uh, active in the Africa Cup of Nations uh, finals. Actually, uh, East Africa is ranked amongst uh, the uh, lowly uh, teams uh, in uh, Africa uh, after, of course, North Africa and West Africa who have dominated uh, continental football uh, for the pe- better part of the last 30 or 40 years. 
Uh, this is mainly because uh, East Africa have not quite invested as much in football, uh, being arguably the, the, the region with the least uh, talent uh, compared to the West Africans and the North Africans who've managed to uh, produce some of the best uh, players in the world and who've managed to have their teams play at the World Cup and uh, reach as far as the semi-finals. Uh, East Africa has a long way to go uh, to reach uh, such levels. Remember, this is a region that has the likes of Djibouti, uh, Somalia, Burundi, Rwanda, which have for some better part of time been involved in some civil unrest and some turmoil. Uh, so there's a lot of patching up and building uh, to do. Uh, but it's all not lost because there has been hope. Uh, if you see uh, the likes of Kenya are probably qualifying from, for the Rugby World Cup, the Volleyball World Cup, the Athletics World Cup, shows that there's a lot of sporting potential in the region uh, that needs to be harnessed. So it's a matter of what to do now, the blueprint, uh, the playbook in which uh, has to be used and come up with a template to ensure that East Africa uh, becomes one of the best, if not uh, the best uh, ranked uh, teams in Africa. Do you think the Taifa Stars of Tanzania can make it from their group? Though in previous tournaments, so-called minos or small teams have caused upsets. Well, uh, Tanzania qualified uh, for the uh, 2019 Africa Cup of Nations, uh, but couldn't get out of uh, their group. I remember they were pulled alongside Kenya, Senegal and Algeria. And uh, Tanzania finished last in that group, having lost all her matches. Uh, right now, uh, Tanzania are approaching the Africa Cup of Nations with some little bit of good fortune. Remember, East Africa, uh, countries including Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania having won uh, the rights to host the 2027 Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, other than that, of course, uh, Tanzanian football clubs, the Simba and Yanga, have in the recent past put up a very good show in continental football tournaments. But in all fairness, uh, West African West African players, especially from Ghana, Nigeria, and to a, large, to a large extent Senegal, have been helping these Tanzanian teams put up a good show, both in the CAF Africa Champions League and the CAF Confederation Cup. Remember, Tanzanian side young Africans made it to the final of the CAF Confederation Cup last season. This season, both young Africans and Simba are in the group stage of the Continental uh, Championships, uh, the CAF Champions League. Uh, so, yes, uh, there's good feeling and good vibe. Again, Tanzania chosen to host the opening match of the Africa Football League. Remember, it was launched in October with uh, some big guests, big uh, name guests, such as a uh, former Arsenal coach, Arsene Wenger, who now, of course, works at FIFA, and FIFA President Gianni Infantino amongst those who came to ensure that the tournament is launched properly. So some feel-good vibe in Tanzania. But this might not be enough uh, for them at the Africa Cup of Nations, as I said, uh, being ranked against the Democratic Republic of Congo and Morocco and Zambia. I really do expect Tanzania, who uh, were in the same group with Algeria in the qualification rounds and just beat Niger recently in the World Cup qualifiers, but I do not expect them to uh, really hit the heights at the Africa Cup of Nations. That's David Kwalimwa, an online editor with the Nation Media Group in Nairobi, Kenya. And David spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Nairobi. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice 
of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My X, formerly known as Twitter handle, is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes. Check out voaafrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to voanews.com. relax, unwind, or charge up? Then listen to Music Time in Africa this weekend. It'll do all that for you and more. I'm Heather Maxwell. I know good music. And Africa is my passion. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for one hour of commercial-free Pan-African music of the highest caliber. You get great music, music news, and amazing artist interviews from rising stars to superstars. This listen will take you places. So do it. Join me for Music Time in Africa, your weekend destination. Your sporty destination is right here on the sunny side of sports. Samson O'Malley joins us once again with another spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you too, Sunny. We begin the wrap of Africa sports from South Africa, where former multiple Paralympic gold medalist Oscar Pistorius has been freed on parole from his South African jail nearly 11 years after murdering his girlfriend, River Stinkamp. Officials confirmed Pistorius was at home on Friday morning, having served half of his more than 13-year sentence. Miss Stinkamp's mother says she accepted the decision to release the former athlete but added her family was the one serving a life sentence. The late River Stinkamp's close friend, Gwen Guscott, believes Oscar Pistorius is still dangerous. I want to know, has he been given proper anger management therapy? And in saying that, this rehabilitation, have they focused on all of that? Because in my opinion, Oscar walking around as a free man without the necessary training and treatments and psychiatric evaluations, 
He is deadly on the streets. Wise for Africa director, a South Africa gender advocacy organization, Brenda Mudumise Bajibo, is of the view that those who commit these crimes should not be given parole. What should happen and what you should be advocating for is that in cases like these, when there is brutality, where there is viciousness, where there is abuse to this extent, is that those who are convicted of these crimes should not be eligible for parole. Sia Bulela Gentile is the founder of Not In My Name International, a South African civil society organization which has been in the forefront of advocating for justice in the Oscar Pistorius murder case. Gentile, speaking to the media in South Africa, welcomed Pistorius' release. It's a set day for justice. Uh, we call for justice we called um, for the rule of law to take its course and when the announcement was made on the 24th of November we came out to say that look we welcome the um, the uh, the announcement that Oscar has been granted parole and we still stand by that statement to say that um, if the parole board has you know decided that the man has met the mi minimum requirements to qualify for parole mm. and then so be it because when we say that justice must be served um, this is one of the ways that uh, justice has been served and uh, you know the rule of law has been um, uh, pursued. And now to athletics, Kenya's Daniel Simiu Ebinyo will start as a pre-event men's race favorite at the 67th edition of the Campasio International Cross Country, the Italian leg of the World Athletics Cross Country Tour Gold Series in San Giorgio, so Ligano on Saturday. Ebenyo secured sixth place at the World Cross Country Championships in Bathurst last February and went on to win silver medals in the 10,000 meters at the World Championships in Budapest and in the half marathon at the World Road Running Championships in Riga. And now to netball, where the Uganda netball team, the She Cranes, are concluding their preparations for the prestigious Vitality Netball Nations Cup scheduled for the United Kingdom. The She Cranes will face up with four of the world's leading netball nations across the weekends of the 20th to the 21st and the 27th to the 28th of January 2024 as part of an incredible showcase of international netball. The Shikrins were invited by England alongside powerhouses Australia and New Zealand for the Netball Nations Cup. The team had nearly four weeks of intense preparations under the guidance of veteran coach Fred Mugrewa. When we face such, such teams, we just take them as, as, as usual, like any other team. It's only that because they have that experience and uh, they have good preparations. But I know with our girls, if they are determined, they can do something. And now to handball, where Tunisia's national handball team lost to France 26-35 to in the France International Handball Tournament match played in Nantes on Thursday. Tunisia will play Bahrain in their second and final match of the tournament on Saturday, January the 6th. The Tunisian team's participation in France is part of their preparations for the Afghan Handball Championship, qualifying for the Paris 2024 Olympic Games, which will be held in the Egyptian capital of Cairo from January 19th to the 29th. In table tennis news, Nigeria's table tennis player Arna Quadri has exited the World Table Tennis Men's Finals in Doha following a 3-0 defeat to world number one Zendong Fan. The quarterfinals game at the Lucelle Sport Arena in Doha on Thursday saw the Chinese dominate the game. Arna, the world number 16, came close in the second set, but Fan showed class and claimed victory. Unfortunately, today it was really not meant to be, but I tried so hard. Probably if I had won the set, probably things might change a little bit, but of course we will meet again. I always, I am always positive against him. 
So I think it is very possible, probably once in a lifetime. And I'm looking forward to it. I will try again next time. I think I, I came totally prepared today. In the first set, my forehand was, was totally not working. And I lost so many points. And, uh, you know, this was really not so normal. Probably next time if the ball go to the table, I could... Maybe win a set and see how it would go. The Nigerian had earlier defeated world number five, Brazil's Hugo Carderano, 3-2 in the round of 16 before facing fan in the quarterfinals. Sporty greetings. I'm Aruno Kodri, Nigerian professional table tennis player. You're listening to the Sony side of sport on the Voice of America. In tennis news, Team Kenya left Nairobi on Friday for Burundi ahead of the ITF CAT East Africa Junior Team Tennis Championships set to serve off on the 5th to the 15th of January. 12 players will represent Kenya in the boys and girls under 14 and under 16 categories. Coach of the under 16 Kenya team, Peter Rakum says his team is well prepared for the challenge. So it's, it's still a tough competition, but we are still hoping uh, that with the kind of training that we've, we've had this time around, to do better. Uh, knowing the players that we have in the region, uh, we are hoping to come back with all the goals. Some of the players describe their preparations ahead of the tournament as good enough to face any opposition. I think now I'm okay. I can compete well. And I'll try my best. I've been working on my weaknesses since like the last year's zonals, and I feel like much more confident in my game now. So like I expect myself to finish better than third this year. And now to football. The Confederation of African Football Cup has announced a 40% increase in the prize money for the winner of the African Cup of Nations African Cup d'Ivoire 2023. Calf said in its official website on Thursday that the winner of the African Cup of Nations will receive $7 million. It said the runner-up will get $4 million, while each of the two semifinalists will receive $2.5 million, and each of the four quarterfinalists will get $1.3 million. The president of CAF, Patrice Musepe, said CAF has made significant progress over the past two years in increasing the prize money of the Afghan and all its other major competitions. Staying with the African Cup of Nations, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp insists it will be a lie if he wished Mohamed Salah of Egypt and Wataru Endo of Japan luck ahead of the African Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup. Both Salah and Endo will be missing as the Reds travel to the Emirates Stadium to face Arsenal in the FA Cup third round after they join their international camps ahead of their continental tournaments. If all goes well for Musala, he could miss another six matches with the Egyptian star set to be away for the double Carabao semi-final header against Fulham and Premier League fixtures against Bournemouth, Chelsea, Arsenal and Burnley. Jürgen Klopp says he's not too prepared for Mo Salah's absence. I think we played against West Ham without Mo on the, on the, on the side when Harvey played there. We all know um, we have different, in the moment, hopefully it stays like that, different um, offensive options who can all play that wing um, in a different way. Nobody, no Harvey, no, nobody else who, who plays that wing should play like Mo. It's not possible, so we just have to find another way and have to use the boys um, to their skills. And um, that's exactly the, the idea behind it. So if, if you, do you want to play without Mo? No. But if you have to, then we always, and we had in the past, we didn't have to do it that often, but we always find, I think, a way. That's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp. And thanks to Samson Omale for that spicy report. In African women's basketball, one of Uganda's top young players is 19-year-old Lydia Babirye. 
Magume Davis Raka Winge tells us more from Kampala. It is evening time at Suvi Watoto Basketball Court in Ipiji District, about 30 kilometers outside the Ugandan capital Kampala. A dozen plus budding basketball players, male and females, converged to hone their skills. Uganda women national team basketball player Didia Mavidye watches them play closely, at times advising them on how to dribble, shoot, among other basketball basics. One of the players here is Tarina's old, often Joshua Semakula. Joshua says he believes the game of basketball will help him achieve his dreams, play for the national basketball team, and join professional ranks. I saw that they gave Lydia a scholarship because she was a good basketball player. Then I also joined to get that opportunity one day to make it. When I look at Lydia, LeBron James, those good players, they are famous because of basketball. And I also got encouraged because basketball is, is, a, is a game that can take you far and I, you can also spread the word of God through basketball. Joshua came here when he was just three years old after he lost his father, the bread Anna, for his family. And just like Joshua, Babirye, an integral member of the Uganda Women National Basketball Team, her basketball journey started here when she was just a small girl. Most evenings she'd come here to play basketball, then just for fun. My first day tried on this court behind me. It was really, I kind of liked it because I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. So I started enjoying it, started coming to practices every day, uh, worked hard, worked on my skills, worked on my basketball game, and that's how I started playing basketball. Moving forward a couple of years, uh, I had been, we had been invited with some of my friends uh, to go for the Giants of Africa. And so we had gone to just have fun, you know, we tra we're traveling out of the country. Guy gave me an opportunity, and one of the coaches was a recruiter, and she asked me if I wanted to go play basketball in the United States. I was like, yes, I really do, because it was, it's everybody's dream. It's one of our, it's pretty much everybody's dream who plays sports. Babidye lost both her parents as a toddler and was picked up by well-wishers, Wototo Church, who introduced her to the game of basketball. She eventually got a scholarship to play and study at the Victoria Christian Center School, North Carolina, where she honed her skill as a point guard. It was not easy adapting the new environment, both on and out of court, says the 19 years old. And first of all, it's a whole different culture back there and also here. So the environment was different. School was kind of different as well. I had to like, you know, get used to and uh, get used to new friends, make new friends. Uh, School was also different because the curriculum is also different, but I pretty much enjoyed it, but I'm so grateful that God had provided for me people that loved me and took me in as their own. Babidia says she embraced the opportunity to represent Uganda at the Women Afro Basketball Tournament, where she helped Uganda finish seventh, the Gazelle's best finish at a such a stage. Babidia scored 12 points as Uganda stand eventual tournament winners, Senegal, 85 to 83 points to go the next round. I was praying in my mind and in my heart. I was like, Jesus, please let this go in because like, I had missed a couple of baskets that day. But I was like, I was praying and I was, I was confident. I was like, you know what? I'm just good. So I went up with confidence and put it in. I was like, it went in. So I was so grateful. And then I, had to, I made the free throw. 
and they all went in. I was like, but it was a lot of pressure that I had, and I was like, oh my goodness, because it was a close game. We were all playing with her, and you know, but I was, I was just so excited. I just, I just wanted everything to go in. I just wanted the game to be over at that moment. I was like, so we'd be done and win. Yeah. Brian Tuka, a sports analyst in Uganda, says he was amazed by the talent manifested by Babidie. You have to give her all the flowers she deserves. And she was even played out of position because she's a number two. She's a, she's a shooting guard. She played as a point guard. So you have to give it to her that at that level, put under pressure, she did really, really well. And I was quite impressed with what she did. I mean, the, the sky's the limit for her. We, we're, first of all, very lucky to have a couple of players playing in college because they can only get better. And uh, playing at that level only makes them better. The only thing that is going to let those girls down is the preparations back home. They, there's no funding today. Tomorrow there is some. Indeed, for the Gazelle shown brightest, Africa's biggest basketball stage. Notably, forward, General Jai Otto, we merged tournament best scorer. We know that we're going to have like a great coaching staff behind us and a lot of people and a lot of fans supporting us. And so as long as we keep working, uh, working on the stuff that we did wrong in the tournament and then knowing that next time this is what we should do better, I believe that we can put up a good fight. We're going to take it step by step. Uh, we're not going to be over, we're going to be confident, but not overconfident that, oh, we've reached or whatever. No, we're still going to stay humble and work hard to get to that level. And I believe that if we continue to do the little things that we're supposed to do, we can actually beat the big teams that are up there, and we will also be up there. So, yeah. Tuka says Uganda has highly talented basketball players, both males and females, that can be forced to reckon with on the African continent. After an epic turn-up at the tournament, the Uganda Basketball Federation has promised it will put more emphasis on women's basketball by ensuring the national team participates in all future regional and continental engagements. For the sunny side of sports, I am Mugume, Davis Ruakarindini Kampala, Uganda. Thanks, Magume, and thanks to producer Mukbil Yabaro and engineer Jumbe Hamza, and thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA Sunny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side.